This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Yeah, 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 podcast time. Al Dukes, you're on the east side, west side, New York Mets. What's up, man? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, A couple things. Uh, Today on the program, it came up uh, once again that uh, people pee in the ocean, and this is something that you and I uh, share the same view on, that you don't pee in the ocean. The ocean is not your bathroom. Get your ass out of the water, go to the bathroom. Yeah, I agree. We're not peeing in the ocean, all this stuff. Uh, But it came up again for whatever reason. And people call you out, oh, Jerry's an idiot. He doesn't pee in the ocean. I don't pee in the ocean either. <laughs> but I did get a, a tweet from somebody who says that he um, was somebody who peed in the ocean a lot. Okay. And when he was down in Florida, peed in the ocean and then got a urinary tract infection. Wow. Tract infection. Went to the doctor down there and the doctor told him it was from peeing in the ocean. How about that? Yeah. Now, if only that... It seemed like a rare thing. If only that happened all the time, someone <laughs> peed in the ocean. People would stop being in the ocean. Right. <laughs> if you peed in the ocean and then you ended up with a urinary tract infection... Yeah. That is weird, huh? Yeah. I've been thinking, like, I am I told you I'm a penis hypochondriac, right? I do know this. Like, I, I, I have been to the doctor for various penis-related... I have a cramp in my penis. I've got a pain in my penis. This doesn't feel right with the penis. It has been a while. Think you do for I've a been. checkup? No, but I'm just like, it's been a while since I've been to the doctor with any penis related. Well, I guess if you don't use it much, perhaps you don't have to worry about straining it. That's right. If you don't, <laughs> yeah, it's a good point, Jerry. Like if you're not driving your car a lot, you wouldn't be like, I had to take my car in. Or chances Why? of the accident go way down. Way down. Yeah. So maybe that's it. But uh, yeah, I've not been to the uh, the penis doctor for Long time. Would you call it you have idle penis? <laughs> My penis is idle right now. It's idling. <laughs> it's like a car running in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I, I was trying to find the exact article and who sent it to me. I did read it this morning, so I'm familiar with the story, although I, I wish I could credit who sent it to me. Somebody on Twitter sent it to me. It was about these uh, New Jersey beach towns, but mainly more south than like than the Bradley Beach area. This is now like uh like Atlantic City, so uh, like Ocean City, New Jersey, yeah. Avalon, New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, Cape May, that area. This idea that there are teens running amok on these boardwalks. And uh we've heard stories about even in Long Branch where these teens they all show up and they uh start drinking on the beach yeah. and smoking weed on the beach. And create havoc. Uh, create havoc and that the police 
their hands are tied with these teens because they've been told uh, not to get juveniles involved in the criminal justice system. So they pretty much, like if a teenager, they said, is walking around with a drunk with a beer, a teenager. They might let him go. They just are allowed to give them a warning. Wow. So these punk teenagers can do whatever they want. Do whatever the hell they want, Jerry. And they're looking cocky. I've seen some photos. They look cocky like, I do what I want. I'm a teenager. That's like the I told you about the four or five teens that were driving down the road and on their bikes last week, right? No. What is this? Teenagers? No. You were off last week. What is this? So I asked Eddie about it. Oh, man. So last Monday, I'm shuffling cornhole boards back and forth from my house to the where we were playing. And I'm going down one road, and as I'm getting closer and closer, I see kids and bikes weaving on the street, both sides. And they were the big tire bikes. Now, they weren't motorized. They were bicycles, but they were those giant uh, tire ones. And I see the front kid doing wheelies right down the middle of the road. And behind this group of six teenagers, I would say 14, 15 years old, there were cars that couldn't pass them. And clearly afraid to do anything. And I'm approaching them, and there's one driving on my side coming at me. I'm like, what do I do? You can't hit them. Right. If I honk at them and they fall off their bike, it's probably my fault. If I yell at them, I'm probably a lunatic. So I slowed down, waited for them to go by me. I think one gave me the finger. I'm almost Is that right? And they just kept on their merry way. I'm like, what do you do about this? Right. I'm like, do I call the cops? I'm like, well, what are they going to do? Nothing. They're not allowed to do anything. Really frustrating. We're really letting teenagers do whatever the hell they want, and I don't like it. It seems like that, Al. It does. A couple years ago, I was was actually in Bradley Beach before I lived there, and it was off-season. And we were looking at, uh, there was a house there that had new windows put in, and Gina actually went to look to see what brand windows they were. She liked them. So I was parked uh, just on the Ocean Avenue. Mm. And this group of teenagers... Well, she was out of the car looking at the windows. I was sitting in the car. On their bikes, same thing, Jerry, wheelies. And I was the only car around, and I was parked. They were coming right, right towards you. my car, and at the very last second turned and gave me a dirty look. Like, what are you going to do about it? Because those teenagers would have ganged up on me. Then what? Yeah, that stinks. <sighs> I don't know what you do about it. I right. really don't. What do you do? Right. If that teenager would have given that one who gave you the finger, would have gave my father the finger, my father would have chased them down back in the day. Back Not the now. Day. My father's an older man now. No, you he, couldn't if you wanted to. Now. He wouldn't be chasing them down, no. Right. But back in the day, you gave my father the finger, that did not sit well with him. I'm sure it wouldn't. Yeah. No, it sucks. It really it does. It does suck. So I'm with you. I thought of you immediately as I was looking at these teens coming at me. Right. What the hell do you do? I want to start treating teens like adults. Let's hit them with... Uh, Jail time. <laughs> because it's only if you get in the juvenile system that it goes them. on your record and scares them. Yeah, I know. That's that scared state straight program. Now, I was reading various things. Some say that uh, you can't even contact the parents, and others say you are allowed to contact the parents. So I don't know if that goes town by town. Uh, it could be different. I don't they know. Said, I, I do remember reading, like, the first offense of, like, an underage kid drinking is a warning, and you do not, you are not to call the parents. Why? You would want to know. Yes, I would. Right? Yes. I would want to know if I had a rowdy teen. I would. If my son's 21, I get it. Right. If my son is... It's like 16? Yes, I would want to know. Drinking, doing wheelies in the street? I don't know why they have the right to that privacy. Right. You broke the law. Right. 
I don't know. You punk kid. Very odd. That, that's a weird one to me. I bet you police hate punk teens the most. Probably. Because you're in a no-win situation. No-win situation, right. Yeah, for sure. Like, even if I called the cops that day, what are they going to do? Right. If they tell the cop to go F off. Right. What are you going to do? Technically, they didn't break the law. Right. I don't know, man. It's a total disrespect, Jerry. Yeah. Groups of teenagers. Man, I see them at the beach towns all the time, and I go the other way. I don't want any part of them. I do a pepper spray with me in case they... Give me nothing but trouble. Get in the mix. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I will pepper spray a teen. I don't blame you. No doubt about it. But if you beat up a teen, you look like a crazy person. Yes, correct. If you run a teen over with your car, as you're suggesting, when they're weaving in and out of the street. That's not what I was suggesting. No, I mean, you're suggesting you couldn't do correctly. You would be in trouble. (laughs) Yes. Because the the cops will not let you go for hitting a teen doing a wheelie in the middle of the street, you would be at fault. A lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. You ain't kidding, my man. It's like they always say, if you, do you heard this? If you're in a car accident and you hit with the front of your car, they always say you're at fault. Like they've said this. If you rear end a car. Right. Yes. Like let's say I'm just driving down the street. Yes. No one in front of me. You're behind me. I just slam on my brakes for no reason and you hit me. It's your fault. Because the theory being you have not, you don't have the proper spacing between cars to react is that right? They say if you are six car lengths, I think is what... Six car lengths? Six car lengths. Oh, I'd be furious if the guy in front of me was given six car lengths. I forget what it is, but it's... You're supposed to be a certain space behind, otherwise you're considered tailgating. Is that right? And that's supposed to be, as long as you're paying attention, you should be able to react to anything and never hit the car from behind. Mm. So, yes. I like these cars now. Uh, my car has this with these safety features now where... like. If it sees something in front and you're getting too close, it will break for you. That's a bit much for me. Yeah, I like that. I, it, yes, as long as it doesn't malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I'm just saying. If it thinks it sees something and slams on the brake, yeah. then the person behind me rearranges me, their fault. Yes, correct. <laughs> but blame it on the computer. Yeah, this car was breaking on its sue own. Sue the manufacturer for a billion dollars. One billion. I'm going to like to sue you for one billion dollars. Why not? That's $1 the one thing that freaks dollars. me out about all this electron, like the electric driving cars. Yeah. And the driver free cars. I love the idea of it. But if you're in that car and something goes wrong, right. then what? Right, right. What do you do? Yeah. What do you do? I don't know. Me neither. Would you ever consider an electric car? That's what I just said. No, like electric, like the... Oh, the plug-ins? Yeah, the plug-ins. Not the driver-free ones? Yeah, not the driver-free ones. A plug-in. Like um, you get the charging unit at I your house. I don't think so. I'd be, uh, here's why. The next car I do get, three years from now, whatever it is, I will tell you will be another... It will be another Prius. Okay. Um, Absolutely love the car. Love the vehicle. Solid mileage. And it uses very little gas. Right. But at the end of the day, you're putting gasoline in it, and at least you know something. Go, you got the gasoline in the car, man. I'll tell you, if that you if you don't charge it properly, or you end up somewhere, it's not like you're low on fuel and you can go to any gas station. Not every place is equipped with a plug-in. Right. I don't know. I don't know if I would even. And I, oh, you can get 400 miles. Great. And I'm at mile 398, and I forget by mistake. Whatever the case may be. Or I go to bed and I forget to charge it. I can't go to work right, the next day. Right, right, right. 
it's just too much to think of. I can always stop at the gas station. The other thing too is like some communities, like condo associations and apartment complexes, are are setting up to get these charging things. So some hotels have them. Yes, I've seen them. But like, what stops me? Let's say I uh, let's say I'm at a hotel and uh, I pull up and I need to charge my car, and, you, and you're you're yeah. in the hotel and your charge car is charged. Right. I could just unplug it from your car. I technically you could. Yeah, nothing. You've no idea who's right. Going to be respectful, right? So I come out, teenagers again. Imagine Jerry. I've got my car charging to come to work in the morning. I wake up, I go outside to go to work, and my plug is unplugged. Teens, right? And there's and nothing and we can do. Soap about is it. written on your windshield. Unplugged it, dork. <laughs> <laughs> Like, seriously. Right on my windshield? Like, that's a possibility. Yeah. Unplug the dork. Right. <laughs> right. There's no way to lock it in. Like, if I, I had a I key. Don't think there I, don't, is. I don't think there is. I don't think there is. It's just, I, I like the concept of it. I just don't yeah. know practically if I like it. Right. And they're nice looking cars. What if, you no, know, what would be cool is if you could take the battery out, right? Like, where it slides in and out. You take your battery inside, charge it in your house. Yeah, because that's convenient. Then take the battery outside. You know, just walking around with a 25-pound battery, Jerry. Could you imagine you and Bradley Beach when you got to come in at 2.30 in the morning in the winter and it's snowing out (laughs) and it's 14 degrees and you're out there trying to put it. You can't change a flat and you want to change the battery out? That's right. Are you out of your mind? I just pop the hood and change out the gigantic battery. This isn't battery. a Duracell 9-volt no, battery. No, I know. It's probably like the hole under the hood. Well, yeah. Well, I had the battery changed in the Prius. Yeah, about, what was that? How big? Uh, I mean, first of all, it's heavy, number yeah. one. And number two, they had to take out the whole trunk part. To put the battery yes. in? Yes. was not an easy... The guy was there for three hours. And that Prius took gas as well. Yes. So these cars, like... Uh, What's the uh, Elon Musk Tesla? They only take battery. That battery is probably even bigger. It might be. And here's the other thing with these electric cars that I worry about. Let's say, you know, the the the. It's always the the technology is always getting better. Yes. Right. So number one, you buy a, an electric car, and three years later, what's that worth? Because your technology is old, right? Who can you sell that? Is anyone interested in? I don't know. I, I you could be stuck with a hunk of metal, right? That no one wants, right? Or like, yeah, that just the technology goes where it's like now on a charge instead of going three hundred miles, you can go a thousand miles, right? Why would I want the one that only goes three hundred? And you're stuck with the scrub model, very much so. I agree. So those I think would be good cars to lease electric car. Yeah, if you don't have to do the mileage, not buy it. I totally of course agree. you and I uh, mileage would be done in a month. Uh, yeah. For our whole year. That is very true. Not quite a month, but you're close to it. Close. Yeah. I mean, if a lease is 12,000 miles a year, I'm doing, I'm still doing 24, 25,000 miles a year. You got to be up, up over 30 now. Yeah. You will be over 30. Right. I was doing 25. Right. Back then. Think about that. How so, about that? I don't know. I like, I really do. I like the Prius a lot. All right. So now I like the car I have, um, but you know, we'll see. I switch cars every now and again. You do. You do like to switch it up. I do, too, because I do like the new technology in the cars, even like so the, the the entertainment system. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got that Apple CarPlay now. I like that a lot. Two longest cars I ever had, two Toyotas. One I had for seven years, and then the Prius I had for five and a half. You ever think every once in a while, like, as you get older, like, this may be the last car I purchase? No, because that means death is next. Right. I do not. So you don't think that? I don't. I am not the type that's going to hold on to a car for 
the next 40 years. <laughs> and I'm hoping to last past 50. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So, no, I've never thought that. Yeah, I, I feel like I still got a couple more cars in me. Yeah, of course you're doing right? You're 52. 52. 51, whatever. A couple more. Even if you keep them for five years at a clip, you got six right. more cars in you. Right. So, yeah, of course. That's why it's fun to keep turning them over every couple of years. Yeah. It really is. It's expensive, but it's fun. <laughs> Life is all about trying out new cars, Jerry. Life is about is, is about experiences. Yes. Doing things. That's me, Jerry. You're talking my language now. More so than you let on, but not quite. Experiences and doing things. Right. All right, Jerry, let's, speaking of that, let's do the warm-up show. Uh, that was terrific this morning. Um, and tomorrow you'll be back on with Gio, uh, Thursday. Yes. Uh, everything will be the same. Uh, CeeLo will be in here. We'll do the warm-up show, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow then. Works for me. How about that, Jerry? Yeah. So, before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't Or at least that's what they say so. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock. Hello, hello, hello. It is a Wednesday. As we do the warm-up show till 6 o'clock, we got Mike Flegelman, we got Pat Boyle, we got LaPresti. There's like a million people here. But the most handsome of them all, his name is Al Anthony Dukes. What is up, man? Good morning, Jerry. Can you hear me? I hear you just fine. Okay, good, because you're in a different studio today. I can't see you. Well, we're kicking it old school because I had uh, not, I don't want to call it close, but I had a little bit of contact with someone that uh, uh, had COVID and all that. So I made sure I got tested a few times. I'm good to go. I feel great. I'm vaccinated, and away we go. You went out for drinks with Garrett Cole, you were telling me <laughs> earlier, and uh, some of the other Yankees that all have the coronavirus. Yeah, me, Cole, and Jordan Montgomery, we were yeah. hanging. So, yeah, we're good. To, we're all right, though. Here we are. Yeah, you sound good, Jerry. And you do, too. Plus, I saw you walk in. You look handsome. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jerry. So, uh, last night, this uh, Yankee situation, I thought it was pretty, I think it's pretty cool, Jerry, that uh, <laughs> I'm looking at these Yankee pitchers. And uh, this uh, Luis uh, Gill. Well, you know what? They didn't say Gill. Jill. Hill. Hill. They were pronouncing the G with an H. Phil. No, no, Hill. Bill. Luis Hill. Bill. Kill Bill. Luis Hill, Jerry. He and uh, two other pitchers all making their Major League Baseball debuts. Now, here's my here's my issue, though, before you go further. All right. Have you fired our Yankee reporter? Uh, our Twitter Yankee reporter? Well, yeah, because we were so certain that Nestor Cortez was starting. Right. And, in fact... The, the idea of MLB and the Yankees not putting a starting pitcher on their page mm -hmm. because they hadn't decided yet was correct. And you were correct not to throw that out there. Right. And then our Yankee reporter, our Twitter reporter, was wrong. He was incorrect. And uh, he apologized. He had reached out uh, multiple times yesterday throughout the day saying he was sorry that he thought that Aaron Boone got word of his inside information and then switched up the pitchers. <laughs> Is that what it was? That's what it was, Jerry. <laughs> so I you, suppose it's possible. So you had Luis Hill, you had Stephen Ridings, and Brody Cor Coroner. 
Coroner. <laughs> All making their debuts. The one guy looked like he could be Evan Roberts' son. Yeah, I, I could not agree with you more. I think that was Stephen Ridings, if I think I'm, you're right if about I'm that. correct. He doesn't even have, like, I, I went to uh, the MLB app to, like, check these guys out. Yeah. He doesn't even have a photo on the, like, he's Very just. Very new. Yeah, he's like, you know, when people were on Twitter without a profile pic, they were just, like, an egg. Yes. He's like an egg on the Yankee website. And there are some people that still have the egg. The egg. Us. Yeah. And they call us names. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was like, boy, if Evan Roberts had a kid and he had and his, the woman he had a kid with had somewhat curly hair, he could be new Yankee pitcher Stephen Ridings. Could be. You never know. I, I will tell you, if you would have said to me, not forget beginning of the season, like three weeks ago, Hill, Ridings, and Kerner, what is that? Right. You would. I probably could have given you four hours. You would not have come up with the three pitchers for the Yankees in a game. Yeah, it was pretty cool. See, I was trying to think, like, would that be cool to go see, or would you be like, who are these guys? Well, but I, I felt like on the road, was that on the road? or No, that was in Yankee Stadium. At home at Yankee Stadium, Jerry, I think it's cool you see three uh, pitchers making their debut because if they turn out to be stu- superstars, you'd be like, oh, I was at that So yes and no. Here's where I'll disagree. And it's a small disagreement. What if they suck? And we never hear from them again. Right. Then you would feel like, because I've been to games where you get a guy, maybe not in his major league debut, but it's like his second start and they're not good. And it's like, eh. But in this case, all was good. So it worked out. You know what the best part of Hill was last night? I don't know how much of this you watched. He didn't have too many, you know, 3-0 counts. The guy just threw strikes. And he it's fun to watch that. When you have a, you know, when you're throwing strikes and you're getting ahead of hitters, that's how you're successful, Al. Maybe that's why you didn't pitch in the Colonial, what was it? Colonial The Colonial League Little Fellows. Fe- no, the Little Fellows League of Colonia. The Little, Little League. Fellows League of Little Colonia. Fellows. I didn't pitch, no. Perhaps you couldn't get ahead of hitters. Uh, probably not. I would fall behind for sure. Now, you you are aware when we're talking about Mr. Gilhill. <laughs> Luis Hill. Yeah, I mean, whatever. You can call him whatever you want. Uh, he was good. And I he's there. I believe he is their top prospect. You are also aware you could be his father. Yeah, he's only uh, 23. Yeah. And I'm 51. Uh, like legit. So, I, you know, I had this conversation about you over the weekend. I would have had a son if he turned out to be Luis Hill and a pitch for the Yankees. All kidding But what aside. if he turned out to be a serial killer, my son? Now, then where does that lead Well, I, think you've, I actually think you have a better chance of him becoming Luis Hill than a serial killer, personally. Mm, I bet you I bet you statistically no. they're on the same. They're in the same uh, no, percentage. No chance. You don't think. You think I have a better chance of having a son that makes a, a major league debut with the Yankees rather than a serial killer. Well, I think you have a better chance of having a major league player as a son than a serial killer. Yeah. Interesting. I You're mean, right. there's 30 teams. You've got 25 guys on a team. So there's seven, 800. Right now, there's 800 major leaguers in baseball. Great point. There's How many, many like, serial killers are there? Right. There's the Long Island serial killer who Quite we frankly, still haven't caught. You should have had a kid. You, you might have had a major leaguer. If the Long Island serial killer is listening, please turn yourself in. No, that would be very nice, actually. Oh, my gosh. Imagine if he's like, I was listening to Alan Jerry on the way <laughs> the way in to work. And uh, they're right. Turn if, myself in. I think we'd get a raise then. Plus, we'd be in the news. 
we would be in the news, which would kind of be cool. Do you think they'd 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 call us local morning hosts? I think they knowing? would have to. We're on at five a.m. Right. Local morning host helped catch the Long Island serial killer when now, he turned himself in after hearing pleas. Little little bit of a surprise for you, which is also going to get our name in the paper because people are going to play the clips. Right. Joining us now on the hotline, Louise Hill, winning pitcher of the Yankees <laughs> last night. Louise, it is Alan Jerry. How are you, sir? Louise. Luis. Mike, can you fix that? Come on, man. All right, he'll, he'll come back later. So, Luis Hill, Jerry. Yeah, we'll have clips played from Luis Hill all over the country later. All right, good. <laughs> oh, real quick. Yeah. So I had this conversation with somebody over the weekend. I need you to clear it up because you just said 51. I said you're turning 51. You're already 51? Yeah, I'm turning 52. No, really? I was born in 69. Okay. 1969, Jerry, when the Mets won the World Series, when the Jets won the Super Bowl, when the Knicks won the NBA championship. I am New York sports royalty. I So I just lost a year. Yeah. You thought I was 50 years old and turning 51? I did. No, 51 turning 52, Jerry. Well, that sucks. Early 50s. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, okay. This is why I need testosterone shot through my system. Let's go. Right, so Let's you don't look like these... a 66-year-old woman. Right? Yeah, and I want to start looking like a grandmother. <laughs> That's what happens to us men as we age. Do you think if you put a shawl on yeah. and something around that bony neck of yours mm-hmm. and then got the uh, the Fred Durst wig yeah. that people would think that you were an 80-year-old woman yes. from Boca Raton? I, I do. I could pass for an 80-year-old woman. That'd be funny. From Boca Raton. Boca Raton. So as you mentioned yesterday, Jordan Montgomery also tests positive. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going on with these New York Yankees and their uh, COVID. Te- like, they're, like, well defeating here, the vaccine. So I don't think they got it. Here's what I learned yesterday from talking to what? two doctors. Not one, oh. but two. Some people talk to one doctor. I talked to two. You did some research. I talked to two doctors yesterday. Uh, and it's, you know, it's what people have told us, too. So... The vaccines are really showing very strong fight back. And that's not the word. I forget what word they use. They battle the virus, Jerry. It battles the virus. And you absolutely um, will have very light symptoms. But you absolutely can still get it. Right. As opposed to people that aren't vaccinated and it's going to kick your rear end. Right. So So these Yankees that we hear of getting the virus, they're probably not. They probably don't have symptoms, but yeah. maybe they have very light symptoms. It's very possible that they don't have symptoms or very light symptoms. And also, supposedly, it's in and out of your system, from what the one doctor told me, a lot faster oh. than someone that's not vaccinated. So, it again, is, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. It is kind of weird that the Yankees are, like, the one team, unless I'm not hearing about all the these Nationals. other teams. The Nationals. All right, the Nationals. Have. Nationals had 12 people within their organization last week or a week before. When oh. you, you were out. They had four players and eight staffers. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was just the Yankees. I was like, "What's going on over there in the Bronx?" Maybe the maybe the the atmosphere in the Bronx can just like it, it's so Bronxian that the virus can still get you. Like you're breathing Bronx air, and what's it's wrong with Bronx air. You know what's got the Bronx, Jerry? That sounds I, like a tough place. I guess it's the I, Bronx. I mean, I, I think there's different parts of different places that are tough. Yeah, and that aren't. And that are and everything there are in no, between. There are no wuss areas of the Bronx. I didn't say a wuss area. <laughs> that I can guarantee. Like, you. are you considering where you live a wuss area? Uh, it's somewhat wuss, yeah. <laughs> Certain parts. Come most to Bradley parts. Beach, land of the wusses. Land of the wusses. But and if like if you go keynote speaker, Al Dukes. <laughs> if you go like to parts of Asbury Park, not wuss, and that's only a short 
you know, short walk. All right. Fair enough, I guess. All but, right. yeah, the Bronx, no wuss areas. Brooklyn sounds like there's some wuss areas. Queens, definite wuss areas. New York City, bougie wuss areas. But the Bronx, no. All right. Well, I don't know how you how the players drive there every day. In a car. Yeah, that that Not blows that my difficult. mind. You drove there to play softball multiple times. I, one to- twice, twice in my life. Well, I couldn't imagine multiple. driving 81 times to the Bronx. Ah, once you do it once, you've done it 100 times. Sounds dangerous. Oh, Jerry, Matt Harvey on the mound tonight. Yes, and he's actually Orioles. pitched well of late. Yeah. How about that? You think he shut shuts him down? No, I'm going to take the Yankees as my bet MGM lock of oh, the night. Oh, no. <laughs> so, again, you're going to take. I am. You're going to have I the Yankees. Now, the Yankees got 15 hits last night, which is pretty cool. Yeah, what was that? What was the fourth inning where it was like hit after hit yeah. after hit? It was actually very cool. Only two home runs. Stanton. Hey, Stanton. And the judge one was and like judge. in the whatever, the seventh, eighth inning. Does yeah. that even count? I don't know. It counts, Jerry. It, I mean, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of hits. A lot of hits. But this could be a game that they have a, a lot of hits last night. Maybe Matt Harvey comes in and no hits them. Jerry. Okay, knock it off. Now, here I will tell you that the no hitter will be broken up by the second inning. Okay. And you've now, predicted that with Matt Harvey in the past. I when have. I predicted no hitters by him. And I'm very happy for Harvey because here are his last three games, all right? Uh, Friday, six and a third innings. How about nice. that? No runs, six hits, five strikeouts, no walks. Prior to that, against the Nationals, six innings, only one hit out. One, four strikeouts, no walks. And the start before that in Kansas City, six innings, only three hits, only struck out two, and only walked one. So in his last three starts, 18 and a third, 11 strikeouts, one walk, and only a total of 10 hits. That means he's due for a stinker tonight. That means he's going to get lit up like a Christmas tree tonight. So here's an interesting statistic uh, that Anthony DiComo tweeted but was sent to be by alert uh, warm-up show listener Michael Jans on Twitter. What up, Jans? He sent me a direct message, but uh, Anthony DiComo tweeted this. And Anthony DeComo tweets, this stat blows my mind. The last time a Mets starting pitcher recorded a win was July 23rd. Yeah. Mets starters have four wins in their last 47 games. Why does that? That doesn't. How about that? They don't score any runs. Oh, that could be. That's why anybody out there that you want to keep yelling at me on Twitter, go for it. KFC, you want to call up and yell, go for it. The team is boring. They don't score, and they're they're average. I'm I you know I've never said they're bad. They're an average baseball team, and they can't beat the Marlins right now. And oh by the way, the Phillies are beating the crappy Nationals, game and a half lead. And I, you know what I find comical? If I you give me a second to pull it up, this to me is hilarious because I feel like we've been talking about this for a month. The fact that the Mets have not been able to pull away and they've played very very average baseball. New York Post, Mets NL East lead suddenly in jeopardy. No kidding. It's been in jeopardy for the last month because they don't win consistently. So, yeah, that doesn't shock me. I mean, how many times have we seen Jacob DeGrom go out there, put up zeros for seven innings, and get a no decision? Their lead's in jeopardy. Baby. Baby. I'll come back with that. Okay, so why don't we do this? I'll give you a minute so you can find the song. All right. I'm sure you'll find it in 10 seconds. 10 seconds, Jerry. That having been said, we'll take our first break. When we come back, Al is going to break down the contract details of Carmelo Anthony to the Lakers. (laughs) Or probably not. Uh, We will talk about the Mets, though, who once again just stink. 
uh, 516, warm-up show till 6. G joins us then right here on The Fan. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, play WFAN. The heck was that? Apparently the song was in jeopardy, baby. <laughs> no, that, I don't know what that was. All right, it's Alan Jerry. It's 523. Hey, real quick, before we get into the Mets or whatever we're going to do, do you? I, I know you're on Facebook, but I think you're like me. You're not on it much. Do you ever, when you log in, see the videos of the guys and the DI wires, if you will, that can basically do anything and make it look so incredibly easy? Have you ever seen those? Do-it-yourselfers, you're saying, Jerry? Yes. No, I don't know what you that is. You haven't seen that? No. There's one, I, maybe because I follow it, because I'm fascinated by it. They I, they basically will step-by-step step show you how to build a house, essentially. And the one I saw this morning when I logged in to post something on my baseball team page was how to build an in-ground pool in your backyard. Nice. With, with two shovels and a string and basically a liner. It was inc- Al, it was incredible. So you just dig a hole in the backyard, you put a liner down, you fill it with water. Let's go. Yes, well, you know, here was one of the here was one of the cooler things I saw that they did. And this wasn't really a DIY as much as it was a cool idea. How to make <laughs> how to make your pickup truck a be- uh, a pool. I have seen that. <laughs> that is kind of neat actually. I have seen people uh put a liner in their pickup truck, load it up with water and go swimming for the day <laughs> or just sit there cuz yeah. you can't swim. Right, you could just right, you just relax. It's like kind of a neat idea though. I like that. Yeah. Anyhow, if I had a pickup truck, I'd have water in it all the time. I don't know about all the time. I have bikini babes in it as I drive around, Jerry, just to impress people. <laughs> Mr. Creepo. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am driving around Bradley Beach with some bikini babes in the back of my pickup truck in a hot tub. That suits you. Jerry, the Mets lost uh, to the Marlins last night, oh, uh, 5-4. God. My main man, Taiwan Walker, who I love. You know I like him, and I like, uh, who's the other fellow I like? Uh, you like Miguel, Miguel Cairo. Castro. Miguel Castro. <laughs> Or Kyrie, you love him so much you forgot his name. Miguel Castro, who who didn't have a good outing the last time he pitched. No, he didn't. And Taiwan Walker yesterday gave up uh, four runs in uh, five and two-thirds innings. He Not was, great. No, he was interesting because he got you into the sixth. He had, You know what it was? It, it, to me, watching that game, it was the one at bat. I know De La Cruz had, I don't know what he finished. He had a couple hits for sure. But he was the one that had that two-run single that stretched it from 2 nothing to 4 nothing, And at that point, I said, and I and not for nothing, I think it was the third or fourth inning, I'm, I was like, game's over. Like, with the way this team doesn't score, the game's over. And it made it 4 nothing. Yeah, it's kind of very similar to the other night. Oh, great, they got it back to 4-3 or whatever it was. Or, But it's like, I don't know. They're just, he hasn't been good since the All-Star break, and they don't hit. So the Mets lead, as we mentioned uh, prior to the break, is uh, down to just one and a half games, and Mets-Phillies begins Friday night. Yeah, how about we get through the Marlins first? I'm just saying. It's a showdown, Jerry, coming Friday. Well, I'll tell you this. On the weekend. On Monday, 
because the Phillies are in Washington again today. All right. I think it's tonight, actually. If you get another Met crapper tonight and the and the Phillies win, I mean, you're looking at a half game for the most part. And more than that, they'd be even in the win column. I know loss column is more important to people. And you could have a Met team that on Monday could be two games out. And by the way, wild card-wise, you know, if you're looking at the way the season is playing out, wild card-wise, there is no wild card for them because they're average you realize if you look at where they're at in terms of record, I think they're now four games over 500. I think they're 54 and 50 or 55 and 51. 55 and 51, the Mets. 55 and 51. To be a wild card team, they're 10 games out. Yeah, I'm looking at their last 10 games. They're three and seven. Yeah, they've been terrible. They stink. And they've been, and if you go further than that, Al, and which has been more so my point, if you go further than that, they have been an average baseball, aside from, I think May was their good month. Was it? I forget. The whole month of July was very average. They're like a 500 team. And I, I really don't think that's going to get it done. So well, We just got to sweep the Phillies starting Friday then. Don't oh, worry yeah, no, about the Marlins all. and yeah, sweep the it. Phillies. Yeah, just that's all. Just go sweep the Phillies. They can't beat the Marlins. Oh. Now, I'm not saying they won't sweep the Phillies. They are capable of it, but they're inconsistent and average. I did see that Steve Cohen tweeted... We have to get our act together soon. Yeah, great. Awesome. Good one. Let's go. Move it. Then you know what? You should have traded for Chris Bryant. Right. Javi Baez is fine. I'm not saying he's not. Good move. But Chris Bryant would help this team. We needed more, Jerry. Yeah, you damn right you needed. Listen, I believe they needed more. Now, uh, Carlos Carrasco will pitch tonight. Great. Is this his first, uh, or did he pitch last week? You didn't pay attention to anything last week. Well, I was you? on vacation. I know you Jerry. were. I, I mean, well, I, I try to. Where did I, you go? Were you like in? Um, did you go to like the Caribbean islands? No, I know. There's I was in not... Bradley, a uh, lovely Bradley Beach, New Jersey. So the only thing that changed last week was you didn't come to work. I didn't come to work, but I tried to. I tried to check out Jerry to relax. <laughs> no, I kind of do feel like I did see that Carlos Carrasco did pitch. Carlos Carrasco did pitch last week. Yes, I don't remember how he did. Not great. Mm. So I'd we say... need him tonight, Jerry. Just win, baby. I would say. Come on, Carlos. You need Carlos Carrasco to come out and 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 pitch well. Now, he wasn't terrible. I'm not saying he was. And he didn't give him too much length first time out. Length. But you need Carlos Carrasco to pitch like you want Carlos Carrasco. You need Carlos Carrasco tonight to not give you three or four innings. You need Carlos Carrasco to give you at least five, hopefully six, one-run baseball, and hopefully the offense can put two runs on the board. You know what we need, Jerry? A no-hitter by Carlos Carrasco. That would be fine. That would get the job done. That would be fine. By the way, uh, noted uh, Alan Jerry warm-up show baseball reporter Ricky Gaspar on Twitter, who screwed up yesterday. Uh, he actually, he and he's correct, I knew uh, I knew I wasn't saying Luis, Luis it looks like Gill, the p- Yankee pitcher, but and I was saying it's Luis Hill. It's actually Luis Hill heel like Achilles heel you know what's funny is I didn't so I did not see the open yeah uh, on yes I got to the game in the second inning I did not pick up on heel heel like that I yeah and again you know what you're home I got you know kids are running around it wasn't like I was locked in listening I did not notice the pronunciation like that well when I was uh, watching all the the various highlight packages this morning I did pick up on that heel got it Luis 
heel, Jerry. Heel. Now, you mentioned uh, before the break uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony. Now, he is uh, going to the Lakers. Yes. I so wish he was coming to the Knicks. So do I. I'm disappointed. Because that would be so much fun with Boomer, because Boomer hates Carmelo Anthony. I know. For whatever reason. So that would have been so great if he was coming back to the Knicks. I do like, so we talked about it a lot yesterday with G, like, you know, what are the Knicks doing? And I mentioned Carmelo, and I I really did. I kind of thought that they were going to bring him back. As much as people were saying, L.A., 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 um, so he goes to the Lakers, and G's right. There is not a whole hell of a lot the Knicks are doing now. I mean, they are just like, ugh. So the Lakers, on the other hand, have signed a bunch of old guys. <laughs> now, like, how much will Carmelo play on that Laker team? Well, I think if you used him like you used him in Portland, I think you get 20, 22 minutes a night out of him. How many points are we looking for a night? <sighs> well, I can tell you this. If you look at what Carmelo did with the Blazers – I think if he got 15, 16 a game from him, you're doing well. That's what I would say. All because right. Carmelo had, I mean, he had a couple of games last year with the Blazers where he really played well. I'm going to pull up his numbers to see. So he averaged 14 points a game with the Blazers. I think that's good. If the, if the Lakers got that out of him, I think you'd be in good shape. You know, Carmelo's 37 already. What is a Blazer when you say, like, Portland Trail Blazers? He's a Trailblazer. I mean, is that like an Explorer? I always thought a trailblazer was someone that was setting their own path. But why Portland gets a trailblazer? I don't know. I have no idea. Google that, Jerry. You tell me. Portland? What is... I'm going to... Here's what I'm going to Google. What is a trailblazer? What is a Portland trailblazer? Isn't a trailblazer someone that sets their own path? Yeah, but... And has people follow them, essentially? I guess, Jerry. Let me see. <laughs> this uh, the the Portland Trailblazers Wikipedia page is way too long. I'm never, I'm not going to get well, it. I'll, I'll read it during a break. Just go with definition of a trailblazer. No, no, because uh, it might could be something different for Portland. All right, well, whatever. Who cares? It's so far away, Portland. Here's what I know: it's in Portland. Yeah, so it's uh, lucky a for pioneer. That's exactly. Old pioneer. You set your own path. Let's the, go. The pioneers and a person who makes a new track. Generic. That's what I said. That's a generic sports team well, name. Well, it is what it is. Well, you want to be a Pelican? No, Pelican's a terrible okay. name. And Lakers came from because they, they were originally from Minnesota, where there's all these lakes. It is weird when like certain teams move and they don't change names. Yeah, like the Utah Jazz was from New Orleans, Jerry, where Jazz is lives it's alive in and new well orleans. in new orleans and right. not in utah where it's not that that is very true and other times teams move in and then, then we'll unfortunately be lost to houston oilers name which was an awesome name i'll tell you one thing though the oilers until this very minute yeah did you ever look up the definition of a knickerbocker uh nope i would Me think neither. it's someone like a metropolitan uh the city dweller knickerbocker knickers <laughs> I don't know what that is. The socks? I don't know. It just says noun. Knickers. Oh, knickers. <laughs> That's for a definition. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Definition of a knickerbocker. It just says knickers. Hmm. I was not. Let's see. A descendant of the early Dutch settlers of New York. See? Dutch settlers, De- Jerry. Yeah. I never knew that. I never. Lo- now, the other one is wearing knickers. Heiney socks. Heiney socks. So I would go with the Dutch settlers right. to New York. Perfect. So really, we'll call them the New York Dutch. All right. Jerry, I have some NFL news, which I don't want to start and then get interrupted. Oh, you know, it's all right. So here's what we're going to do. We have a break. Quick break. When we come back, 
Do you remember what was the guy's name from Police Academy that did all the sound effects? Michael uh, Wils- uh, okay. Winslow. Okay, Michael Winslow. When we come back, I could be wrong, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I get the sense that oh. Al's going to do his best Michael Winslow oh, I could do that. impersonation because I think he's going to talk about the Giants. I got a couple quarterback things, Jerry. Explosive day yesterday, plus Tom Brady's like 15. So we'll take a quick break. 25 in front of 6. G at the top here on The Fan. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Google. Okay, Google. Play WFAN. Oh, this sounds like Motley Crue. It's actually Poison, but it's the uh, same era, Jerry. This is a fallen angel. All right. Poison. Fair poison. enough. They're probably playing at, like, the PNC Bank Art Center next Come week. Come on. You never know. Coming up on 6 o'clock, 540. Now, before the break, Alice said a couple of things from football. I'm assuming one of those things will be this brawl at Giants camp, which, by the way, no one got hurt. I love it. Shows me the team's fired up and ready to go, although they were punished. But I'm wondering if you've got inside, like, you know, audio from that brawl. I do, Jerry. Here's a clip. Jerry, it was a brutal. And that was Daniel Jones. That was Daniel Jones throwing hay- Daniel Jones throwing haymakers at the bottom. It was a brouhaha. It was. That's what we hear. I well Do we get video of this at all? I didn't see any video of a brouhaha. So I have not seen video yet, but I will tell you that as it was happening, every giant reporter to a man was oh, yeah. tweeting very similar stuff. Yes. And the fact that he made them do up downs and run, and I mean he was furious. Meaning Joe Judge, I tend to believe this was more of the brouhaha than it wasn't. That it was a, an actual brouhaha. Yeah, I do. I believe because we've seen this before in NFL camps where guys really get into one another, um, and the fact that this was multiple people, Evan Ingram involved, Logan Ryan involved. I mean this this seemed like this was a good one in terms of uh, what was reported being true. Now they said Daniel Jones was at the bottom of the pile. How did he wind up in the bottom? He wasn't he wasn't involved in the initial beginning of the brouhaha. I don't know, but here's what I know. You don't want your quarterback anywhere near that pile. Well, I know we're all acting like he's Tom Brady, and if a Daniel Jones gets hurt, we've got no shot. Uh no, I'm not saying that, but you don't want I would say you're I, I don't think you want your quarterback getting hurt stupidly. And that to me is a stupid reason to get hurt. It's one thing if you get sacked in a preseason game and you get your rear end kicked, I get that. But if you look at the Giants, you know, who's their backup, Al? I have no idea. Right, exactly. That's the point. Right, you don't want him getting uh, someone stepping on him with their spikes on him. No, of course you don't. Ooh, it's my the, hand. Because even if he got hurt and he was fine for opening day, yeah. for the uh, the opening Sunday, you really want him missing the next two, three weeks in the preseason games, and all of a sudden he, play, he comes in having not really played at all? No, I don't want that, Jerry. Right. So that's why you get really ticked off when your quarterback is in the bottom of a pile like that. Now, they did say that Daniel Jones got some street cred 
from the Giants players for even getting involved in the brouhaha and not heading the other way when a fight broke out. Oh, well, that's cool, I suppose. Street cred. Street cred. I'd be out of there so quick if I was the quarterback. You would have been in the facility. I would act like when George on Seinfeld, when he became a hand model, he started walking around with oven mitts on his hands because he didn't <laughs> want to ruin his hands. So were you going to walk around in a bubble? No, I'd just be like, as soon as, soon as something went down, I'd be like, whoosh. Have you ever taken stock in how poor of a leader you would be? I'd be a terrible leader, yeah. No, I have taken stock. It's like you have to know your limits. And I, I know my you, limits. I, I am not you, a I don't think you do know your limits. I now. am not a leader of men. That I know. I have seen you get angry. All right? Yeah. I have That's seen true. you shout at people. Yes. I think in that state, you would surprise yourself how aggressive you could be. Interesting. And how much you could defend yourself. And if anyone was harming my dog, Jerry, you, then I would say be take her. involved. Yeah. <laughs> take her. She's keeping me up all night long. How'd last night go? Not this good. Morning? Same thing. 12.15 a.m. 12.15. Now, you got to go take a walk at 12.15? That's right. Oh. She's got to poop, Jerry. That's what she is. So she's not getting you up to be annoying. Like, she legit's got to go out. Yeah, she had a poop, and then she was starving for whatever reason. Oh, dude, that's brutal. Yeah. It's not good, Jerry. It's not good for a man's sleep patterns. Well, what sleep? We haven't had sleep patterns in 12 years. Fair. And you 14. Uh, yeah, that's true. Not good. Uh, so, yeah, so Daniel Jones in the mix, Jerry. Street cred. Uh, so that was good. He didn't get hurt. Gained some street cred in the locker room. Yeah. And all is good. The other quarterback news that I had is that uh, Philip Rivers, who retired in January. Yeah. It's only August of the same year. He says he is going to stay ready and hasn't shut the door on coming out of retirement. Now, my question would be, and I'm not, I am not knocking fatherhood by any stretch. But yeah. Doesn't Philip Rivers have seven kids? Actually, I uh, Googled this, Jerry. I checked his Wikipedia page. Uh, Philip Rivers has nine children. Right. So nine children and no job. Seven daughters, two sons. Very cool. He maybe he wants maybe he wants yeah. something to do. Yes, he does. You know, but, now but that don't said, you contemplate that before you retire. Go like, hmm, I'm going to be home with nine children and my wife well, and dogs and all that stuff. I think you contemplate the fact that you're helping your wife now, oh. which is a good thing. All I'm saying is if you've got both parents not working, and I know he's yeah. made gobs and gobs of money, I would think one of them wants to get out to do something. Yes. So if he's got an easy opportunity to A, work, B, it's only for part of the year. It's not a full-time job, you know, 12 months out of the year at this point of his life and see still make a lot, a lot more than the normal person. Why not do it? Especially if the opportunity is there, if you're the Colts, why wouldn't you right. bring him back? Do you think Philip Rivers will take a snap for the Indianapolis Colts this year? Can I alter that? No. Why not? Well, what are you altering? This isn't Twitter. I can alter. This isn't like one of your choices, and I come back at you and say, well, it's it really it's D. You didn't put D on there. I think Phillip Rivers takes a snap in the NFL. I don't know if it's the Colts. Interesting. That's what I think. I think he's going to. Because last time I checked, they have Tony Easton's son. <laughs> but Easton's taking a snap, <laughs> that dude. I, but you said yesterday yeah, you I do love like, the son of an 80s player. I do. I love, I, I love any son playing whose father played in the 1980s. Yes. So here you go. You've and, got Jacob Eason. And that is, uh, what was the guy's, what was the quarterback's first name? Tony Eason. Yeah. He was on that Patriots team that got their butts kicked by the uh, Bears in the Super Bowl. More successful career 
Jacob Dylan or will it be Jacob Eason when all is said and done? Jacob Dylan, Jerry, the guy had a huge <laughs> album with bringing down the horse. Well, it was, it was in one album. What if Jacob Eason goes on to win the Super Bowl? Then he will be more successful. Okay, so I said when all is said and done. I'm gonna uh, on my way home today, Jerry. I'm gonna listen to our new boss, Spike Eskin. He has a he has two podcasts. I actually like his. He's got a lot of good musical takes. Yeah, so he's got a music podcast called the Carl Landry Record Club. Right. And the latest episode, they're discussing uh, the Gaslight Anthem album, the 59 Sound, and Tom Petty's Damn the Torpedoes. I want to listen to that. I, that sounds awesome. I'm actually listening to a Sixers one. You know what's risky about doing that, though? It's kind of like doing this a warm-up show as a producer. Then, like, once you do stuff on the air, it's hard to critique other people on the air because yeah. you're on the air. Woohoo! Yes, exactly right. right. So, yeah. like, what if I listen to this and you'd be like, hmm, and then he tells you, like, that you're not doing something right on the air and you go, like, but you do a similar thing. Although his is a podcast, not radio. It's a different thing. But I'm going to check that out today. I was in need of a new podcast, Jerry. My Joe Rogan guest, there's nothing, no one interesting is showing up there. Mark Marin, I haven't found anybody interesting other Bruce than... And Maggie. Uh, Jerry, I got to get away from sports when I leave here for the ride home. Speaking of music. I love music, so I'm going to check this out. Did you see the offspring fired their drummer? (laughs) For real. For what? For failure or refusal to get the vaccine. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Jerry, the offspring. I I always look to the offspring for medical advice. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm just bringing it up because it was in the paper. No, no. Yeah, I always I'm like, what what would the offspring do? Before I, that's why I got the vaccine. I was not the interested. Said you had yeah. to. <laughs> but, they haven't had an album in ten years. But when I see Jerry, what would the? I always think like, okay, will I get the flu shot this year? What does the offspring? <laughs> I like that. You got to keep them separated. <laughs> they were featured in that uh, Woodstock '99 documentary. That's on HBO. They were, I mean, they were in it. They weren't really featured. Right, that's, that's true. They were in it. And they Corn looked young. Was featured. You know what was weird about that one? Yeah. Uh, they're, the offspring dude is in it, and uh, the lead singer is like old and fat. And now. he looks weird. Yeah, he looks terrible. And you know what's terrible about something like that is when they show you them then, and then it cuts to yeah. them sitting on the chair doing the interview, and it's like, man, what happened to yeah. you? Like the lead singer, lead singer of Corn, he looked fine, looks but good. man, did he age. Yeah, but he yeah. But he doesn't yeah. look fat. He right. just he looks like he aged. It's like, it's like uh, who was the Met player the other day that got into the Mets Hall of Fame that everyone's oh, Edgardo Alfonso. Uh, yeah, everyone was like uh, he got fat. Well, people were killing Ordonez more so for being fat. Also, yes. I'm not a, I'm not into this fat shaming, Jerry. What are you talking about? You fat shamed for ten minutes yesterday. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> you did a whole rant on people that should be in bikinis eating donuts on the beach. Oh right, that was just yesterday. He said. You're a you're a judgmental, fat shaming son bitch. <laughs> right, I, I immediately brought up the other oh, guy from the offspring. He's a fat guy now, <laughs> but not me. I don't fat shame. Nope. Except that you do. Not like, in 2021. All the time. Jerry, in 2021, we promote larger people. Love we, yourself, Al. We say good things. Good for you. Hey, good for you. Hey, good for you that you're. Overweight, I, listen. potentially obese. Good I, for you. If that's what you want, Jerry, each individual person makes their own decisions in life. Alec, that's what I more. say. To each his own. Do I mean, what makes you happy. I've got a bit of a peanut butter belly myself, so who am I to judge? 
I found it. I thought you were going to go somewhere different there. Oh. When it started with peen, I didn't know where you were peanut going. Peanut butter belly. <laughs> yes. And that's a peanut. Well, actually, you've gone back to the powder because Powdered the peanut, peanut butter, butter has made yeah. you fat. At least yes. fat in your mind. Yes. Not the, to society. The peanut butter has got me. To uh, society, you look like you uh, have issues. No, no, no. I, I have a bit of a, a, po- a pooch. And that's because I'm getting older, like Edgar Alfonso, Ed- like the dude from The Offspring. Did you just call him Edgar? Alfonso. Edgardo. Edgardo. <laughs> Edgardo Alfonso. All right, let's take a break. Remember when they fat shamed the Derek Jeter? Yeah, well, that picture, <laughs> he looked like James Harden in that picture. The, the back of the paper said Derek Eater. <laughs> oh, it was a, that was a bad picture. It was a bad picture, right? It was right. a bad picture. Bad lighting. The, the, right, I was going to say, the camera adds like 40 pounds. <laughs> All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Joined by G at the top here on The Fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Top of the hour, Mets lost again. Yankees clobbered the Orioles, and the Giants fought. What else you got, Al? Jerry, earlier in the program, I was uh, wondering where the uh, Portland Trailblazers name came from, and uh, Kevin Eastwood on Twitter says, haven't you ever heard of the Oregon Trail? Uh, Which I have heard of. Yeah, sure. Uh, is May- he? Is that Clint's nephew? Uh, yes, Clinton's nephew, Kevin Eastwood. He still has a Wow sticker as his uh, profile pic. Look, so at, he's I was old school, dedicated, very dedicated. I wonder if he knew Al Dukes from the 1027 days. Probably, Jerry. You were very popular. I was very popular. I never heard there. of you. Uh, that's fair. You, uh, <laughs> you were listening to Mike and the Mad Dog. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, I had never heard of you when they used to lose to Opie and Anthony even though they claim to be number one for 40 years on WFAN. That was interesting. Like, they always claimed, like, they, they were number one, but they weren't. They did lose to Opie and Anthony sometimes. That did happen, Jerry. I understand. Fake news. Fake news. What do you call it? Fake news sad? Fake news sad. Uh, the Oregon Trail, though, that was, like, one of the early uh, computer games. I don't know if you had. I, I did not play Oregon Trail, but I had a Commodore 64. Commodore 64. You're old. Which was awesome. And I used to play uh, Fahrenheit 451 was a game. There was like a group of games back then where you would have to. It was like a story game. Yeah. Where you would have to type in things. Like you'd have to type in like pick up matchbook. And then it would say like, oh, you've picked up the match. Strike a match. Light candle. Like, that was an actual video game. I like Ms. Pac-Man. Much easier. <laughs> that I would sit there for hours. Just eat the dots. Right. By the way, when we were Ms. in Florida. Pac-Man eat the dots. I was, I got, I was so good at it. I went to, we went to Dave & Buster's. I played Miss Pac-Man on the giant screen. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, I have seen that, yeah. And I had the highest score of the day. Is that right? And I actually got bored. I actually lost on purpose because my kids were looking at me like, can we leave? Yeah. I'm like, I guess. I'm like, I'm too good for this. Do you, uh, that were do your you? kids, do you, were your kids impressed by your Miss Pac-Man? No, because stuff? they've seen me destroy Miss Pac-Man before. Oh, okay. So I actually downloaded it for uh, PS5. <laughs> did you have Pac-Man for Atari 2600? I didn't. No, I that didn't was actually. I do want to get the one that plugs into your TV now though. Yeah, they do have that one, which is pretty good. That looks pretty, pretty good. Good old arcade games from the 80s. That's pretty good, Jerry. I would agree. Kind of fun. I saw wow. the uh, d- a place in Asbury Park has those old video games for sale. You could buy them. They're like you, you buy and walk away with like a Galaga machine. 2500 bucks. Yeah, I want one for the basement. Like a legit arcade game. Yeah, not the ones where the newer ones where you could get like 
200 games on it. I no. don't want that. The WFAN the and WFAN FM, New York, and Odyssey Station.